Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check out Off the Floor that's our Discord where you communicate with us and each other all day long. Thanks for getting us to 400 members, $2.99 per month. But again, the value is much better than what we gave you before. And you will see it when you get on the Discord. There are now nine channels where you can, again, communicate with other Heat fans and argue about stuff like what happened tonight. And now, today's episode. Down to this day. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. Greg has the night off. Brady and Alex are at the arena. I pity them for that. I've got Brian Fonseca. You can follow him at Brian Fonseca NY. I've got Eternal Bass. You can follow him at... Is it Bass Eternal or Eternal Bass on Twitter? I don't know. You follow me and unfollow me all the time. Do I do something to you that upsets you? I, don't I don't you understand. Get on, what don't that you get on this national podcast and lie. I don't ever unfollow you. Yes, I you do. You. Sometimes I, I go in and try to tag you, and I can't even Elon. find Anyway, don't we, got dissension. We, we got dissension among the ranks tonight. Anyway, um, the reason that we're all a little bit punch drunk and, uh, and irritated this evening uh, is because we were expecting – a good show tonight. Uh, after all, the Heat had fixed all their problems with the trade, and apparently that's not what actually occurred. And although I don't blame that on the guy they traded for, so we'll get into that as we go forward here. The Heat lose one hundred five to ninety six. Um, the injury list from I'm just going to read this. Okay, I, I'm going to just going to read this, and this is why this loss is completely unacceptable in all ways. Okay, and by the way. There's no excuse tonight like you got the Haslam ceremony or the Wade ceremony or any of this other stuff going on, right? I'm going to I'm gonna credit Ira on this because Ira actually posted this right before game time. Hold on. Grizzlies injury report tonight at the Heat. These are all the players that were out. Steven Adams, knee. Santi Aldama, knee. Desmond Bain, he's pretty good. Ankle. Brandon Clark, Achilles, been out the whole season. Jake LaRavia, I don't know who the hell that is. Uh, ankle. John Morant, I've heard of him. Shoulder. Derek Rose, hamstring. Marcus Smart, finger. Luke Kennard, thigh. I'm going through that. I'll go to you first, Brian, on this. Um, I count one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe seven of what would have been the Grizzlies' top nine. Is that fair? Out tonight? Jake LaRavia was a former first round pick, also. Thank you. No. Yes. Uh, just, yeah. I mean, 
you've been watching this team like this is almost like not surprising it's like the biggest of course ever it's like hey they made a, a great trade finally right their first trade in god knows how long since the Dwayne Deadman Theragun trade and uh Terry Rozier comes in that's probably the highlight of the game he comes in there's a nice ovation for the people who arrived early to the game and then they just they sucked after that it wasn't because of Terry Rozier he missed some shots he's gonna do that from time to time um the plus minus wasn't great but also you know that has a lot to do with who he was out there with which is why we're saying they should make another trade <laughs> perhaps a, another acquisition on the buyout market like this is not this wasn't a one-person operation Kyle Lowry is probably watching this laughing his ass off if he is watching this or he's watching his new team the Charlotte Hornets who actually lost to the Pistons tonight I believe um but yeah just a shitty performance and um you know, it's a one-game sample. I don't want to overreact. I just see people already on Twitter, on our Discord, uh, just trying to change the starting lineup, which I think they should, just probably not in the way you would expect, but not based off of this game. That's based off a, a larger sample size. But what I would say is this is a one-game thing. We'll see what happens. I don't think this is going to be the Terry Rozier you get from an efficiency standpoint all the time. There were some things that I liked. There were some things that I didn't like, like how he was trying to fit into the offense too much and i feel like you're in miami to change the offense not single-handedly but you're there to be their most dynamic guard since i don't know pete goran Dragic at least and it's like you're kind of fitting in looking to set up caleb martin looking to set up tyler hero looking to set up duncan robinson bam etc and that's cool but I feel like Terry Rozier should have been a little bit more aggressive as we started to see later in the fourth quarter. So that's sort of my takeaway from that um, horrendous, horrendous loss to the Memphis Hustle, basically. Basically. That's basically. Actually, I think the Heat's G League affiliate, Sioux Falls, if you just take the players who are down there tonight and you threw Kane and Alondis Williams and some of them out there, and Orlando Robinson, uh, who's been back and forth, might have given better effort. A uh, couple couple things you mentioned here before I go to Eternal I want to touch on. And by the way, uh, no, you all, we'll touch on this first. The uh, insurance by Lynette, play of the night, was Terry Rozier being introduced. <laughs> it feels like that's the only positive I can take out of this evening. Uh, of course, he did his pregame press conference uh, with the media at about 5 o'clock. Brady was down there for that. He got introduced. He got a, a warm ovation. Um, but there's not much else in the heat that I can cite for a play of the night tonight. There was that Jimmy Butler sequence where he let David Roddy just, and I'm going to talk about Jimmy a lot tonight because I know that there's going to be some hero conversation here, but there was one sequence where I, I don't know where Jimmy's head was. He just, he let David Roddy just go right down the lane and dunk and then just threw the ball away right away. And I keep saying this, you're going to feed off your best players, energy and effort. And, until we know what that's going to be on a night-to-night -night basis, I don't know what this team can be in the regular season. And you mentioned this, Brian, and this to me is crazy. I agree with you that Rozier looked like he was trying not to do too much, and he was just – he still ended up with more shots than Jimmy. He, li he literally was trying not to force the action at times – and he got to the basket. I'm not used to seeing a heat point guard get to the basket since Dragic. So you see that skill set. And that skill set is going to absolutely help them. I mean, like we when Terry 11... is doing a drive and kick and they actually have to account for the drive? Correct. Correct. So that's the positive that we saw. 
He ended up with 11 shots. He only made three, but he did have four rebounds and five assists. But 11 shots in 29 minutes, and Jimmy had 10 in 35 minutes. And so, Eternal, I'll go to you on this because we were texting during the game about Jimmy and Tyler. Everybody's going to Tyler again tonight, and I I get it because of the defense against Scottie Pippen Jr., who we'll talk about more in a second, who I actually saw play at Pinecrest, and he never played this well. Hero was 8 of 15 from the floor, 18.6 rebounds, 3 assists. Jimmy, 4 of 10 from the floor, 15 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. And yet everything I'm seeing on social media is about Tyler. Hope because he couldn't, he couldn't defend Scotty Pippen Jr.? Is that is that the deal here? Yes, absolutely. But also, too, uh, coughing baby versus coughing baby. Um, it's weird, man. Like, you can't even say that the whole, you know, Jimmy is coasting or, you know, whatever kind of thing, like, at some point it does get old, but we also have these these moments where last week against the Nets, Jimmy got pissed off and he took over the whole game. So it's just like, oh, for all you doubters and yada, yada. And so we just keep doing this cycle over and over again where, I don't know, man. Um, but I, I do agree that you can't have that type of energy and effort uh, from your main guys, that being uh, Jimmy and Bam. Um, you know, to start the game, they they came out flat, even with the stat line that Bam had. You know, just missing bunnies at the rim constantly. Like, it's just, you just can't have this going on, right? Like, I, yeah, it's it's puzzling. It's puzzling. Well, Spolster's on there. I'm reading through. Uh, we have Alex and Brady at the press conferences right now. And Spolster's talking about it's just one of these funky parts of the season that this kind of stuff happens. You have to work your way through it. And he said this before, and they've worked their way out of this stuff. And they had this in, I mentioned this in, in on playback. They had this in the COVID season. Like they were playing very well for a period of time. And then, I mean, in a sense, I, I hate to use this phrasing, but I mean, I won't use the phrasing because it'll be taken the wrong way. But the, the COVID break helped them. Not in a humanity type way, but in a, in a in a basketball way because they were playing bad basketball prior to that. Like they they made acquisitions. I mean, obviously more of a sample size than one game with Rozier, but they made acquisitions. Crowder, Solomon Hill, and Iguodala. They had a horrible road trip, and they they were slipping in the standings after playing at a very high level offensively early in the year. And then after the COVID break, even though they went three and five in the regular season part of the bubble, they were playing better. Uh, and you could tell, and then they carried that over uh, into the Indiana series. But they just have not looked good offensively now for two weeks. I mean, I, even, even the game that they won, they, I mean, they've lost four in a row, but the game, I'm Brett Ryan, I mean, you know that Brooklyn team well. Like, they shot the ball horribly in the first half, and they, they needed, like, I, I mean, a high wire act at the end of that game just to push it to overtime. What, in your view, is most wrong with the offense right now? Let's start there because we're going to have to pivot to Tyler and the defense on Scottie Pippen Jr., so we will get to that. What is most wrong with the offense? Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's Shaving products. I love the way it handles, I love the way it looks, and I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard 
So better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think they need to start Terry Rozier sooner rather than later because you got to see if he's going to provide that juice that you're looking for Um, that really Jimmy Butler should be giving you sometimes that Tyler Hero doesn't always give you. And I, I just think that you just need that infusion from the start uh, as opposed to him just like I understood. I understood why he came off the bench today, probably because they didn't even know if he was going to play <laughs> this morning when they woke up. Um, I, I just think that a lot of things with this offense is just really mind-numbingly just unsteady. And with Jimmy, I mean, we can go a lot of different ways with this. I think one of the things with Jimmy that's not talked about enough is he's 34. He's in year 13. Maybe, just maybe he's slowing down a little bit. Or is it just... The Jimmy Butler shit where he doesn't really care or not doesn't really care, but like he doesn't really turn it on until March if he can still summon that. But there's a world where we look back months from now and it's like, hmm, maybe the the tail end of his peak, peak, peak self was in the NBA finals. And now this is the beginning of him sort of going into that one B role declining slightly like these are harsh sort of terms it sounds like but look he's 34 in year 13 played for tom thibodeau has had multiple deep playoff runs since joining the heat has had a lot of like wear and tear sort of injuries like these are things that happen and oh by the way a game that's more fast-paced than it's been in a very very long time like i don't know if that's the case but i think it's something we should be thinking about and then as it relates to juicing the offense, like, yeah, I think Terry Rozier needs to start. I have res- reservations about him starting with Tyler Hero. Um, I actually think he played kind of well with Duncan Robinson at one point who started to heat up in the fourth quarter. And then Duncan Robinson got taken out again at a weird point after he had a big three-pointer. Um, so th- I, they're just it feels like they're just working too much shit out at the same time. 
And it's like if you're a contender, have more of this stuff really nailed down by mid to late January. Well, well, the Rozier part, obviously, I understand. Like I, I didn't. Yeah. I thought he would start tonight only because Dragic, I, I remember that in 2015, they acquired Dragic. He started right away, played 33 minutes. They lost that first game with Dragic, by the way. So, I mean, you know, look, it, the acquisition doesn't know. I went back and looked at that. They lost the games, like I said, with Iguodala Crowder. It, it takes some time sometimes. But uh, he did play 29 minutes. Like, it's not like Spo uh, cut the minutes back. I mean, he played almost 30 minutes tonight. And he will start. And I think he'll start as soon as the Boston game. And it's appropriate if he does. And you said before the podcast that they'll probably come out and compete and maybe even beat Boston. Cause that's the kind of thing that this, this franchise we've, we've known them for in recent years. But um, you talk about working things out. I mean, there's certain things that they can't work out yet. Cause we haven't, they haven't even seen themselves with Rozier. And there's certain things that are becoming trends and you, you hit on this and I've been harping on this, I think more than most, there is an assumption that that Jimmy is just downshifting, right? Like that that that's what this is, and, and I think it's an assumption that too many people are taking for granted. Like I I don't know if he's can get to the level he got to before because honestly, we've only seen it in like four or five games this year, and when it goes, it goes. And I'm not I'm not sure that it's gone, um, but that is what happens with older players is that they can do it sometimes, but not every night and some of this may be him holding himself back because he knows that and so he's saving himself but even then i thought that there would still be times where he's like okay i gotta go now and we only saw this a couple of times tonight and then he just had some sequences where his head was just not in the game and look he's not the only one at fault tonight bam missed a bunny late that could have gotten them back into it you mentioned the sub out of duncan um and i don't know how you lose a game when not only are the basically the seven of the top nine Grizzlies rotation players from the beginning of the season out, but also Jaron Jackson Jr., who's the one mainstay, shoots five of twenty-nine, so five of twenty-one with six turnovers. Zaire Williams goes zero of eight off the bench. I mean, five of twenty-nine from two guys, and you still can't crack a hundred against them to beat them. And uh, again, uh, yeah, Rozier's three of eleven aside. Duncan has not shot the ball well since he's gone to the bench. Eternal. Let's get to the hero conversation then, because oh. I know that's where others are going to want to go. Okay. Before we get there, right, uh, Dwayne Wade dropped a pod with Pat Riley, and Pat talked about – him and Pat talked about uh, keeping the main thing the main thing and where that came from. And Pat talked about how when he went to New York, he, he regrets shooting all of those commercials because he felt like it took him out of his game, and he talked to Wade about that, keeping the main thing the main thing. Why am I bringing this up? Who is shooting a shit ton of commercials this year? Jimmy. It's in a Netflix series. He is shooting a lot this this year. And so I just thought the timing of that was crazy for me to bring it up. Um, because it is something to pay attention to. But moving on to the whole Tyler thing. Um, and I, I don't like, you know, we've talked about this whether on Discord. Make sure you guys join us on Discord and on Playback. Um we talked about this. I feel like some of the the criticism of Tyler can be overly excessive, and I think some of the quote unquote defending or caping of Tyler can be overly excessive as well. You have to find the medium. Um, I do think at times during the games there were some positives from Tyler. Uh, particularly there was a um, a swing pass to him. He pump fakes on the right wing 
works his way in the middle and he gets a shot. Like he beats the close out, right? But there are times where you just you look at the decision, and we've talked about this, Ethan. Like sometimes he makes a decision, it results in him making a basket, but the decision itself was wrong. And so then that just builds bad habits, I feel. And so those type of things show up um from game to game. And then you also have Scotty Pippen Jr. looking like prime D Wade, like just flashing right on past him. And that's not great. You know, for a lot of what people thought, uh, oh, you know, Terry Rozier is going to be, uh, you know, a cone on defense with Tyler uh, out there as well. Terry looked pretty fine tonight on defense. Um, I think he still has to learn the the schematics of, you know, Miami's system. But listen, man, all of them were ass. And I'm not just going to put it all on Tyler. <laughs> oh, no, that, well, no, I'm, no that, that's the thing. And I, I you know, again, we pay too much attention to Twitter discourse because we're in there uh, with the fans on a daily basis, whether it's Twitter, playback, discord. I mean, nobody provides more access <laughs> than we do to these conversations. So I'm not going to say we're blameless in this, but I, I, I don't know how you, I, I was surprised, honestly, when I went to social media after the game and saw that everybody's all over Tyler and Jimmy's just skating on, uh, not playing like their best player again. And I, I look, I, I didn't like Tyler's defense tonight either. And you have to stay in front of that guy. And we are talking about someone, how many games has Scotty Pippen jr. Played in his career, Brian, you, you, did you tweet it? Somebody else tweeted six, seven. Wasn't me, but it's, it's not a lot. He's a former Laker. So this is not even. I know. His- yeah. I, I just, I just look, that just can't, I mean, look, uh, Vince Williams, you predicted before the game. Uh, and we'll get to that here because we might as well just announce it. Uh, first thing, by the way, I do want to mention uh, when I mentioned the play night, I did not mention how you reach out to insurancebynet.com uh, and why you should. Because our friend Lynette, who you see on all of our platforms here, whether it's the live shows or also uh, on playback and on Discord, she's there all the time. Huge Miami Heat fan, but also she can get you your life insurance, your renter's insurance, your car insurance. So reach out to insurancebynet.com and mention five reasons. Also, do want to mention. Rock Esports sponsors our Gamer of the Night. They're also sponsoring a 2K tournament on Saturday. You can come watch the Heat and the Knicks. Hopefully the Heat will show up to that one. Uh, 3 o'clock game. You can watch live. Uh, just Not live. You should just hang with us, basically. We're going to watch the game 3 o'clock at Rock Esports Center. That's in Palmetto Bay. And I've been posting the link every day on Twitter and also on our Discord. We're going to have another 2K tournament. It'll start at about a 530, $15 entry. Not only can you win the pot there, but also we're adding prizes to it. Additional $50 for first place, $25 of prize picks promo funds for second place, and a T-shirt for third place. So come out, play 2K. I know Alex is playing. Brady says he's coming out as well, and I'll be there to watch the game, but probably not play 2K. But I'll watch all you guys do it. All right. Uh, the Rocky Sports Gamer of the Night, Vince Williams, 33 minutes, 8 for 10 from the field, 25 points, 5 rebounds four assists so he's basically throwing up a dame stat line uh against the heat but that's just this is embarrassing look all nba players are there for a reason and you can have a couple of these during the year but it feels like the heat have too many of these right it just feels like they have too many of these where i mean that that team that the, that memphis put out there tonight did not belong on the same floor from a talent perspective as miami but if you're going to put in that kind of effort this is what you're going to get. All right, let, let's get to this, though, and I'm going to try to do this rapid fire with you guys uh, before we close. 
How many games, Brian, do we need to see Hero and Rozier together? Because, again, this is just game one. Uh, to make a decision on whether or not you maybe look at Duncan uh, back as a starter at some point. You don't have a lot of time, is what I would say. Um, I mean, look, the trade deadline is in two weeks. That's probably where I would cap it. Trade deadlines in two weeks. The All-Star break is immediately after. I, I think, you know, Boston is going to be an interesting litmus test. Look at some of the other games they have coming up. They're going to be playing the Knicks on Saturday. That's another test because that's a team that they may run into again in the playoffs as they did last year. Um, You have the Suns next week. You have the Kings next week. You have the Clippers on February 4th before the trade deadline. Um, The Magic, the Spurs. You have the Celtics immediately after that. You have the Bucks also, and then you have the Sixers. So look at that. You have the Celtics, Bucks, and Sixers right before the All Star break. Um, I think before that, you need to you need to know. You give it a few. If it were me, if it were me, I would probably be going with Terry and Duncan. I'd really actually go with Terry and Jaime. Um, you know, and slot Tyler into that six man role where he was very successful. It's not even a diss. It's just Ethan. You've covered this team for how many years? You find me the lengthy track record of winning with Tyler Hero as a starter because I have not seen it with this team yet. And I'm not trying to single him out either, but it's like they were the one seed when he was coming off the bench as a six man. Like it just worked for whatever reason, it just worked. And if Terry Rozier is here with Tyler Hero, Jimmy Bam, like you give it a few games to see how it looks, but you have to, you have to really be ballsy about it and make a decision quickly I don't think you have a lot of time to waste. Trade deadline is coming up. This is why you make this trade a couple weeks in advance. But you give it a few games, you see how it is. But you're play you're playing against the Celtics and the Knicks this week, and you have a bunch of other teams that are aspiring contenders or actual contenders over the next couple weeks. That you know you'll see these are going to be some measuring stick games coming up. See, I think he's going to give uh, Rozier time to ramp up a little bit uh, with Tyler, and, and again to see what that looks like. I am still of the mind that they're not going to put Tyler back on the bench. I I, I understand. Um, I, agree. I think that's what they do. Well, I think I, what they should do and what they will do. And again, I'm not saying they should, but you're saying they should. I know there are many others who believe that they should. I don't think it. they will because of, uh, to a certain degree, the optics and the politics of it. But also, I do think that they, they need to see what this looks like. They have so much money committed to Tyler and to his future that particularly when you're acquiring Rozier, I think they're going to give it some runway to see what that looks like. And I understand the timeline that you're talking about and the schedule is toughening. There's no question about that. I mean, you look at their next few games and eternal, this is what I get to a couple of th- other things. One is they miss Jaime Hawkins desperately. And, and I think that that speaks positively of him for sure, but we've covered that enough. But I also think that that, that speaks to some serious concerns with the big three on this team, the fact that they are so reliant on a rookie's consistent energy and persistence. And Siobhan from Miami heat beat has hit on this repeatedly. And the more that since she said this, I've noticed it more. He forces them to organize because he just goes and they have to fill in around him. And I just see, even though I see that Jimmy's been passing to bam more lately, I've noticed, but even with Jimmy bam and Tyler, like it's just like they're waiting to figure out who's going to do what when, and it just doesn't look cohesive. 
And until Rozier feels comfortable as a teammate, because again, you can see he wants to fit in right now. He's so happy to be here until he, he is comfortable as a teammate to, to sort of create those opportunities for each of them separately and make sure that it works. It's still going to look clunky. And Brian, your point that they have not won consistently with Tyler as a starter. It's always going to be put on Tyler as opposed to on Jimmy and Bam. And that's where this discourse goes. Um, but eternal, I want to go to this uh, on it. Uh, you know, they've got other decisions to make. Uh, obviously, Caleb's a decision they have to make. He actually gave them a little bit of offense off the bench tonight. I mean, he was four of eight from the field, three of four uh, from three, and ended up with 15 points. And we mentioned, you know, Jimmy and Bam combined eight of 23. Um, you know, Josh is a fill-in starter. I thought was fine offensively, but again, Rozier got the majority of the minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what do you think they have to do to get out of this funk offensively? Because the numbers would say just put Duncan in the starting lineup. But again, there's layers to that. I think um, if we're just sticking with Tyler, and I agree, right? You know, we talked about this in our Twitter spaces that we did last week, um, the playbacks over the weekend and, and things of that nature. Yes, there are certain um, politics that go into keeping Tyler in the starting lineup. Um, beyond just internal, but also external, because I don't, I don't think it looks well for you if you put him on a bench and you figure out okay this isn't working, and then try to move him later. That's not gonna that's not gonna help. Um, but as far as trying to make it work with Terry Tyler Jimmy Bam, I think the same thing with Jaime. When Terry gets out of the way of trying to get out of the way, I think he can put things in his proper order which may also create more questions. So I feel like Terry, because we saw tonight, like, bro was getting to the rim with ease. The ball was just not going into the basket. But he was getting to the rim with ease, and we know that creates, um, if he doesn't convert, that creates second-chance opportunities for Bam, who's going to be aggressive, you know, attacking the rim, trying to get the rebound. Um, Or Jimmy, you know, coming in from the weak side. But you can see the possibilities already just from this one game of what could be. Um, and I, I definitely think that it helped the offense juice a little bit more. I think the more alarming thing besides that, because you, you can kind of tell that Terry is going to work with Jimmy and Bam, which I keep bringing that up, is going to work with Jimmy and Bam. But you keep asking how is Terry and Tyler going to work. And that within itself becomes a problem because in the, Last season and a half, Jimmy Tyler and Bam are 31 and 33. In the last season and a half, your core three are 31 and 33. For what, like, of course, that requires a bunch of context. That is not great, though. That is like, if you're trying to build a contender, you've been to the finals two of the last four years, you, um, you know, you've been to the conference finals three of the last four years, two of those runs, though, either Tyler wasn't playing well or Tyler just missed it. And if if we're being honest, like you said, Ethan, if we go back to the 2020 season, if the season continued regularly, Tyler would have missed the playoffs in general. It's unfair because of his age, Jimmy's age, Bam's age. It's just not a, a, a fit like OKC or Memphis and know all these other young teams were or the old OKC with uh KD um Surge and 
Russ or Katie, Russ and James. It's just not that type of thing. So it's it's one of the things where you have to force, you have to take a look, especially with Jaime coming in and fitting well. You can't put him on the bench. And I do think to Brian's point, and I'm sorry for taking, you know, taking a little longer, but you have two weeks. You have two and a half weeks. Am I right, Brian? You have two and a half weeks? Maybe. Like two to the, the trade deadline, but I don't yeah. have yeah, that. Oh, yeah, two to the trade deadline to figure this out. So if if some of it looks well, but some of it doesn't, and if the market shakes up a little bit, maybe you explore something. See, here, here's where I think we're at as we close tonight. And uh, we do want to mention Eric Rubenstein. Uh, go to ericrubenstein.com for any of your personal injury needs, car accident, slip and fall, any of that kind of stuff. Eric, based in South Florida, can take care of you. Another huge Miami Heat fan just does a great job. You can find him at Ask About Me. I got you on Instagram. So reach out to Eric at ericrubenstein.com. The injury report, people are going to ask about Jaime Jaquez, and we've discussed that a little bit tonight. I don't know that he's going to be back Thursday. Again, going to be careful with this groin injury. Don't want to force him uh, back in, and he's out for a whole lot longer. I did hear he could be back by the weekend, but again, it's clear clear at this point how badly they need him. But I think we're really dealing with two different things. I think any any there should be no overreactions to Rozier's performance one way or the other tonight. Again, just showed up and he did a lot of the things that we talked about he could do. I mean, again, he got to the rim more tonight than Kyle Lowry likely has the entire season. Right? Like he just didn't finish. Okay, so that's the good tonight. Okay, as you see the skill set with Terry Rozier, and it's a skill set they desperately need. So. When he gets more comfortable, you're going to see him flourish, I believe. And I, I still I like the move. And there's again, should be no reactions drawn from that. The point that the points that Brian made regard you know regarding this team uh, and their core guys, and the point that Eternal made about the 31 and 33, that we can't ignore at this point. Like you know, at a certain point, you just need to figure this out. Like your, your three guys need to get in a room and figure out how to make it work because that's. Uh, essentially what when 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 groups that you know have multiple stars or multiple borderline stars or whatever it is uh, uh ultimately they figure it out on their own they don't like we can talk about the coach all day long but like they have to take ownership of this situation and bams i just saw a quote come in that's why i was looking at my phone here i saw a quote come in alex uh tweeted out uh where bam said sometimes we're trying to we're trying to play the right way and we get into trouble and that speaks to the fact that they don't want to step on each other and i think it comes back to and i know everybody's focusing on tyler but it comes back to this when tyler was out last year and nobody could do it but jimmy jimmy just did it and so everybody got used to jimmy just doing it and i feel like this season is a lot of them waiting for jimmy to do it and jimmy doesn't do it and that's where they get in trouble they've been better at times when as great as jimmy can be when he hasn't played at all, then when he plays and doesn't seem engaged, I, I feel like that sets them on their heels even more. And we saw that tonight. And so I, Tyler's defense tonight was not good enough. I am not going to defend it. Okay. But I'm having a hard time pinning all the blame on the guy who shot eight of 15 from the floor. Uh, when you got less shots again from Jimmy Butler, than you got from the new guy uh, who was, who was actively trying not to do too much. I, I feel like our narratives have gotten a little bit out of whack there. All right. Thanks to Brian. Thanks to Eternal. Thanks to all of our sponsors. No thanks to the Heat because this was an ugly, ugly watch tonight. 
And you hope that at least they can get up for Boston on Thursday. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Reason Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.